Hello all, this is Blonde Hair Girl. So, over the last three years especially, I have been trying to change my my ideas about money. I was, as you all, as my listeners probably already know, I was raised a Catholic. And to be honest... Being raised a Catholic is <laughs> is the weirdest thing having to do with money in particular. I mean, they they it was just really presented that money is bad. I mean, it really was. And, and I'm going to say partly from the church, but also like well, my parents, they didn't believe money was bad per se but I grew up with especially a mother who had been alive perhaps very very young but alive during the depression and so she was raised by a a mother who wasn't necessarily young in the depression and she so my mother developed a lot of attitudes about money and <laughs> and these these attitudes made growing up really challenging it, it, so i was raised like with the term we can't afford that a lot we can't afford that that was a term that was used a lot. And I I just remember having to, I wanted a job at a very young age because I wanted to go earn my own money so that I could get things for myself. Now, and, and I, I would say that, I, I, I don't know, it was this combination of <laughs> and I'm sort of outing my childhood here a little bit. I'm not sure how, like, actually um, honest I should be in this because I don't see any point in, like, in, like, bashing my mother. And so I'm I'm not going to do that. But I just wanted to give an idea of the way that I was raised. It was like you can serve, you don't spend more than you have, you you um and you only spend you you have a budget. It is very very important to budget. And then and then I go off on my own and I well and I have been on my own and then I haven't been on my own because I was married twice and in both instances I had to start over. I mean, I just had to start over in every way. I had to go find a place to live. I had to, um, um, and I can tell you that was incredibly scary. And that is a reason why a lot of women do not leave abusive relationships. And I'm going to, I mean, it is, and I don't think that people realize, and it could just be our beliefs about it. I mean, there's so much that's going on with that. I think it may be better today, but 
when I was going through it, I mean, it was, it was really frowned upon to get a divorce. And then there was somehow this, this, that it was sort of like this punishment, like going into financial ruin and living in poverty, just living in poverty, like, and, and, you know, (laughs) a friend of mine was telling me recently in her divorce, the dad wanted her to have to pay for the child's meals for school, school lunches. And I'm and I'm actually like some of this stuff is I'm like being very very serious that they would quibble over who is going to pay for the child's school lunches, and it has absolutely nothing to do with money, and everything to do with you dared to leave me, so I'm going to make you suffer. going to make you suffer in some way or another so and so how did I get off on that because I mean because it all kind of goes together like some people like try to try to make this equation between money and love you know and and so that would sort of make sense that the amount of money that somebody is willing to spend on us um you know, and with how much we love them, you know, you know, and I don't know, there is a little bit of element in that, isn't there? Like how much we're willing to share with somebody would be kind of indicative of how much we love them, you know, and, and the unwillingness to share is, indicative of us loving ourselves more than the other person, which I'm not, like, isn't necessarily a judgment, but, like, is this person worthy of me, you know, even buying them a lunch, per se? (laughs) And I I tend to be pretty old-fashioned in a way about that, but, like, when I go out with a guy, um... I do expect them to buy me lunch. I really do. I have that expectation that they would they would buy me a meal. Oh, but anyway. So <laughs> so going back to um this idea of love and money, part of the reason why I like money is it giving me the ability to be able to spend it on my children and the people that I love. Being able to buy a gift, being able to, um, that makes me really happy. And so, and so, um, so I was just thinking about a gift right now that I wanted to buy someone. Uh, so, so, <laughs> Um, okay, so back to many. So I, three years ago, it's actually been three years since I had my spiritually transformative experience. And, and three years ago, I was like, once again, in financial ruin. Um, I'd gone through 
another divorce. Um, I was going to get a divorce. I was, I had just separated from a situation and I didn't have a job. I didn't have a job either. I, it was like really frightening. I'm like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? And so I really love people when they, when they try to say, you know, oh, trust in the universe. I'm like, yes, you trust in the universe. You do. Um, and you also have to, to consider the opportunities that are around you. Um, and, and so it, it, was, it was not smooth sailing for a period of time, but I've gotten to a place over about the last, I don't know, say six months, Oh, well, actually, it's been longer than that. I started a, a savings account. And the, this savings account, like, like is, is something that I just absolutely adore, like, playing with. <laughs> I just, I love, like, having that money socked away. And I'm like... I'm sitting here because today I was like moving some money around. I'd gotten some some different money and I was like moving it around and putting it into my savings account. And I'm, I was, I was like uh, thinking about it and I was thinking about how much it has changed as, and as to so when I don't have money, okay, so, so like bear with me, because for years I have seen that I live in this, it's a really weird space of like, I call it like binging and then anorexia, okay? So it's like this disorder with money, okay? So when I'm low on funds, I see all these things that I want to buy, but when... When I'm not low on funds, I want to save my money. And, and, and it's actually this sense of like excitement about like, like I, I get these goals. Okay. I get these goals. Like, and recently I took a bit of money out of my savings account to, to do something. And so I, I had it in my mind that I was going to replenish it to a certain point before like a certain time and I didn't think I was going to be able to make it but but today I realized that I am going to be able to make it I will I will be able to to replenish that account to what it was before even before anyway so that was like super exciting to me today so I'm sitting there I'm looking at my bank accounts and I'm like staring at them and like the I just love like what money does for me I just love what that feels like this um you know to to be getting like this steady flow and I've been getting money from like all kinds of different um places and and it's just been so incredibly fun but let's get back to this like when I don't have money I have all these things that I either need or want to buy and so I started to look at this phenomenon and I'm like what exactly is this 
And 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 having having spent time and actually been married to men with a substantial amount of money, what I started to notice about them was that they it became not about how to get it, it became about how to not spend it. <laughs> And it was like, it started to become in this sort of like this accumulation, this accumulation of wealth. So, so that was like, because I personally had never gotten to that quite level in my life. I, I, I sort of watched that phenomena, but it hasn't even been just me who has been through this because I have my you know, like attracts like. So I ended up attracting women into my life who had been divorced and were single mothers. So there was sort of like this club of ours, you know, we needed each other for support. And, you know, and just talking about this phenomena of, of, so then, so then like, you're waiting for your paycheck. So you're waiting for your paycheck. So then you get your paycheck. And then you have all this stuff that you have to buy because you've been waiting. So you have this like list of all these things that you, and then, so you've spent all of your extra money. So then you go into this, this, um, this anorexia, not spending mode. And, and it's a miserable experience. It's just miserable. I can't even say how miserable it is. And then here's the other thing that I've that I've noticed as the opposite is since I've had my 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 savings account I have been I have been not thinking about money as much. I've been not fixating on it as much. I've been not thinking about it as much. And I want to say like there's also this this delusion that we are all under that we have that anything is like (laughs) like there is any actual security in this life like like we we think that we have like um how do I word this like even financial security we think we have financial security but like like you know one illness I mean, even if you have insurance, well, I was watching this TikTok the other day about this guy and he was saying he has insurance, but he went to his doctor and the doctor told him that they are no longer going to, the insurance company is no longer going to cover two of his medications. And then he had to go have blood drawn and he the the insurance company was not going to cover it. So then I guess he works at some like lab and so he had to go there to get his blood draw. I mean, the insurance in this country is really a scam. It is. Anything outside of like of like government insurance that um is a single payer type for the poor is a complete scam. And also, like, in my case, like, I would be paying, like, say, $200 a month 
because I am responsible for half of or whatever of the insurance. And then I have like if I have if I go to the emergency room, it's two hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, even for urgent care. And then if I go to the, if I have like a an event, it's got a seven thousand dollar deductible. Where like I mean, and I'm just being honest, like how many people have seven thousand dollars to go toward that deductible? And you know, and then you have to pay all these copays. So I'm still gonna have to pay, you know, if I go see, I don't know, a chiropractor, I'm gonna have to pay fifty dollars for that visit. Every single it it, it is such a scam. I can't even I I can't. I just can't. <laughs> I just can't. Um, but it's sort of like this with like almost nearly everything. It's just so interesting to me that this illusion, these these illusions that we have of 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 any any sense of security in this life. And it's sort of like like when you look at like birds. If you if you like look at birds and they and they they clearly have like a completely different type of of structure. You know, and it's it's very interesting. Like the other day I was I was we were walking and we could hear these birds and it's like to think that they're not having conversations is just ridiculous because they're so having conversations. And and so I'm hearing these birds having these conversations and, and they don't have these structures. They don't have um, these... Uh, the structures that we have but and we act like they're considerably less intelligent but in some ways like they would never consider like not having food or not having a place to to they don't pay they don't have to they haven't set up a a a structure where you actually have to have money to eat the way that we have done. And and so and so somebody, some seemingly really smart person decided to to like we didn't do this bartering like different different structures or different contracts of bartering like I bring this, you bring this and we do a trade. So, I mean, in some ways it is, right? Because I, I, I go and I do a service and then I get paid for it by a company. So I am still in some ways bartering, but I'm getting this like third thing out of it. It's not like, like my company's not giving me, they're giving me money with which to keep a roof over my head and food on my table. But with that, there is, there is, and, 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 and all of it is just this illusion of, 
of like this insurance, like, I don't know, this illusion that we're somehow cared for. And, and, and it is a means of caring for us, but like, ultimately it is, we are dependent on the very air we breathe. We take for granted that we're going to be able to take a next breath. And I think we forget how miraculous it is that we have a steady supply of oxygen. <laughs> how miraculous it is that we, we like have these two eyes to see, two ear like that we can hear, that we that we get to like eat like foods that are delicious. And that we get like this body that we live in, that we're able to move and experience things, which is why I believe that we're here in the first place. But there is, there are these illusions of, like, for example, going back to the, this money situation with myself and this, and this kind of going back and forth, the seesaw of, you know, I'm, I got, you know, and, you know, one thought that came to my mind and I just started to laugh was that if I lose my job, I, I can pay my rent, my mortgage. Is <laughs> this, this, some of this stuff I know may sound laughable, to some of my listeners, like they, like they just can't even believe that, you know, like, but it's sort of everybody's walking in different shoes. They're walking in different shoes. They're, they're, you know, we're at different paces on this journey called life. My focus over the years has not been to accumulate wealth. That is, that is another aspect of, of what I am grappling with in my relationship or my ideas about money is that is it, I, I really, really like what it does for me. I mean, I'm trying to change my mind about it, that it is okay for me to be wealthy because I was raised like in the church, believing that wealthy people, it's hard to get to heaven if you're wealthy, which I now believe was a way to keep people poor, but not poor enough that they, that they couldn't pay their 10% because the Catholic church is notorious for shaming people for not tithing and is an incredibly rich church. (laughs) I don't think that their priests are generally suffering, even though they supposedly take a vow of, of poverty. All of it is just so fake. I'm sorry. My, I'm being very transparent right at the moment. Anyway, so, so I, I'm, I'm trying to change my mind about, about, being wealthy and abundant and that it would be okay for me to be wealthy. And, 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 
the, the interesting thing also for me is that I don't even realize how, how programmed I am in this area. I've not realized how deep that rabbit hook goes. But like when I try to say this affirmation, I am rich. Like what comes up in my body when I say that term? I am rich. Like what feeling comes into my body regarding that statement? And what is rich? Like that's another thing that I've been like defining in my in my journal because I've been I've continued to write in my journal. And for a while there I was writing in the monthly income, the the you know, how I was gonna get it. <laughs> Sorry. It just makes me laugh. Because I do have this habit of trying to tell God, the universe, exactly how they're going to do, you know, it's going to do its job or whatever. <laughs> I want I want it this way. Um, so I've stopped doing that. I've just said this blanket statement, you know, <clears throat> I'm a millionaire. I say this blanket statement, I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. I just keep like saying it. I keep writing it. I'm a millionaire. And I, I was actually really disappointed. I had, my my child had come to visit over the weekend and we were, I don't remember who all we were talking to. Oh, my friend Kathy. My friend Kathy came to visit me too. And, and we were talking about the term millionaire and I thought it meant she made a million every year. That's what I thought it meant. And, and my, like, why would you call it a millionaire? if it wasn't like a yearly thing, but it's not. We actually looked it up in a dictionary and it's basically you have you have reached a million dollars, I guess, in your your bank account or whatever. So I have a million dollars. So you can have a million dollars and, and be a millionaire. Um <clears throat> anyway <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun with this. So um so I'm saying I'm a millionaire, but in my mind, I'm thinking I make a million dollars a year. Um, <laughs> and um, and then like what other things come like, you know, when I say I'm a millionaire, am I thinking I'm greedy? Like, 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 I don't know, just sort of taking an inventory of what comes up when we say these things. Because I think... Well, that God, the universe, is more taking our, a little bit more of, of, of what we're saying and feeling and the inner dialogue. And the reason why I believe that is because I am not yet a millionaire. Because, because there is more of a step to it than just declaring yourself a millionaire. And I'm not even talking about the doing part, like the, the opportunities that come and, you know what I mean? I'm not talking about that kind of thing. I'm, I'm just actually talking about the, the, the thoughts and feelings around that statement and, and how it comes to manifestation, even as a feeling. 
And that what blocks our manifestations is that we just haven't quite shed off our beliefs about something. And and I find I find like our beliefs about everything. Like, you know, when people tell me, you know, like, you know, oh, I'm fat. I mean, I have friends that say this, you know, I'm fat. And it honestly, it is cringeworthy to me. It's just cringeworthy when my friends say this kind of statement. I'm like, I don't want to ever hear you say that again. And then, of course, they say it again. But, I mean, I really don't want to hear it. I don't want them to say that about themselves. It is the most counter, counterproductive thing that a person could, like, I just don't understand it. And so, and then, like, the idea, you know, I am poor. I am, you know, I am rich. I am, so we are speaking we are thinking and speaking and feeling our way into our thinking, feeling, and speaking, our way into our selves and our lives as we would like them to be. And, you know, this happens with, like, food, too. Like, when you think about it, it's so, God, it is so interesting to me. So, so, and I, and I had had, you know, I did this whole podcast on body dysmorphia because it it is a real thing and, and, and something that I, I don't think about it as much as I used to, like in all actuality, I'm not really thinking about any of this as much as I used to the way I used to, like So I, you know, I was sharing in that podcast that I found myself that my clothes were not quite fitting me exactly as they had before. You know, I'm squeezing into those pants. (laughs) It's not like I can't pull them over my hips, but um, at least some of them I can't. It's so funny. But I bet I'm, I'm squeezing into them, but I would, you know, so basically, you know, I would like to not feel that way in my clothes so I did like this pretty mm, started eating differently and then you know and then this weekend happened where my son had graduated and then there were was all of this like trash food around me and and it's so interesting my my son's dad is moving so my my son's dad and stepmom are moving and so they're they're moving him out of, of their house, their, what was their house. And so all of his stuff is coming here. And then he brought four sleeves of Oreo cookies. So there are four sleeves of Oreo cookies and like five Hershey's candy bars sitting on my countertop in my kitchen right now. (laughs) I'm going to like make my oatmeal. They're just sitting there. Eat me, eat me, eat. <laughs> They're like a beacon, a beacon of, of badness. Um, and so, and so, <laughs> and so we, we have the, these beliefs and I, and I was talking about money, but I think that we can actually 
like like almost put any any subject in that box and talk about it in the same way because when it's just as soon as we try to go on a diet it's somebody's birthday <laughs> or start eating less less junk food it's somebody's birthday and we're supposed to eat cake and and so it is sort of like this this bulimia and this anorexia and and i mean the hope is to get to this place where where we just don't even have to think about it. It's not even something that we're even thinking about. So I mean, like, like in the long run, are we really going to remember these small things? <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. I am, I am so enjoying... Um, just toying with this and and um I'm in a place where where I'm I'm better financially than I probably have been at least in the last 3 years. I mean I'm I'm doing okay and and better than okay. And I'm and I have a savings account and I have a, an income coming in and money is coming in from all these different sources and I just so enjoy it. And I've been doing things like I got my roof repaired and I got my floor in and I and I'm doing this other thing that I've been wanting to do for years and I'm I'm enjoying that sense of freedom. I'm able to buy things that I would like to have and not think so much about the that and uh and so life right now is really good. <laughs> so good. Anyway, I appreciate you all listening and I will be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.